here trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to get. Now, we started this morning giving thanks to the Father. I don't know how far we're going to get today, but you know what? We're going. We're going to get in this word right now. We told you this morning what was God's will. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to be brief because we can't stay there. We get this morning teaching. Ephesians chapter number 5 and verse number 17 18. Ephesians 5, 17 and verse 18 says, Ephesians 5, 17. Wherefore be ye not unwise, he says, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. All right? You got to understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, he's really talking about for your life. For you. What the will of the Lord for you? How can you know the will of God for you? Here it is. Verse 20. Ephesians 5.20. Here it is. Giving thanks. See, giving thanks always for all things under God. Now, we talked about this morning. He's talking about all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's talking about the gospel of Christ. He's talking about the new covenant. Those were all things. He's talking about the mercy. He's talking about your grace. You see, talking about the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, the righteousness, the peace, the joy. All things, that's what he's talking about, okay? The fruit of the Spirit, all that comes in, all right? Uh, the all things. When you read 1 Corinthians 12, you not only see the, the gifts of the Spirit, and then you go to Galatia, you see the fruit of the Spirit. See, all things work together. All the fruit of the Spirit, all of the gifts of the Spirit, all work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. All right? Now, he said, giving thanks always for all things the, uh, unto the Father, unto God, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I showed you that their salvation was in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your salvation is through, is through Jesus Christ. All right? Now, let's go to uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 is where we want to go now. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now, I read verse 16 because 16 says, Rejoice evermore. Because when you get into a place where you're in thanksgiving, you get into thanksgiving because you are joyful. With joy. You can't get into thanksgiving without joy. So that's why I read through this morning Colossians 1.11. With joyfulness. Giving thanks to the Father. All right? That goes together. All right? And verse 17 said, pray without ceasing. So watch these uh, elements that comes in with this. Pray without ceasing. And then it says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Remember, if you read Ephesians 5, 17, it says, wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Then you turn over to 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So you have to know what God's will is concerning you. Number one, pray without ceasing. Number two, walk in love. See, all these things has to happen. But here he told you, giving thanks to the Father. See, all of that has to happen in your life. That's God's will concerning you. So when you hear people say, oh yeah, but I just got to go do what God told me to do. Listen, this is the only place in the Bible that God going to tell you what to do. This is his will. This is his will concerning you. Alright? So don't go out and just do something and say, this is what God told me to do. Alright? I'm giving you the counsel of the Lord. Now let's go into uh, Romans chapter 1 because I'm, I'm, I want to take you into showing you the Apostle Paul's life and I want to show you how the Apostle Paul got where he was in ministry. See, Paul got to a place so he was called an apostle of Jesus Christ. Remember, when Paul first started out, he was not an apostle. Paul was a servant. But he got to a place where he was an apostle. I gave you that this morning, 1 Corinthians. Let me show you that, 1 Corinthians 15 first. See, people don't understand. I'm not here to your critic or your judge. You can do what you want to do. But when you want to do what's right, and you want the Spirit, the anointing to be upon what you do, 
then you ought to receive counsel from the Lord. And I believe this is what I'm doing this morning by the Holy Spirit. Because if you're an apostle, then that means that God had given you the grace to be an apostle. You got to have the grace. You can't just do something without the grace. All right, now, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, watch Paul in verse 9 says, I'm the least of the apostles, that I'm not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecute the church of God. But then it said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, talk about being an apostle, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labor more than they all, yet not I, but the grace that was with me. So he says that the grace that God has given him made him an apostle. Let's read that same thing in 1 Corinthians 15 at the NLT. See, I, I, I hear people saying to me, uh, uh, call me different names and stuff, but that, that doesn't do anything to me. I know who I am. I'm pastor, teacher, Earl O'Connor. I know who I am. I'm the pastor because God has given me this church to pastor the people. But I'm here to teach the people so I know the, the gifts in my life. See? See, it's the gifts in my life. See, you, you got to have the gift of administration in your life to pastor a church. Then you're going to have to have the gift of teacher to keep them there, to educate them. All right? Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, I want to show you, Now I just read that, didn't I? In 1 Corinthians 15, but I want to read it out of the NLT. Because Paul talked about in verse number 9 and verse number 10. So we want to look at these two verses, uh, verse 9 and 10, that the apostle Paul talked about what God had done in his life. So in verse 9 says, For I am the least of the apostles. I'm going to read out the NLT. In fact, I am not even worthy to be called an apostle. Now you just think now, this man says he was not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. See, he persecuted the church of God. And then it says, but whatever I am now. Now, we know who he is now. He's an apostle. He said, it's all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. I have worked harder than any of the other apostles. Yet it was not I, but God, who's working through me by his grace. All right. God was working through me by his grace. So he says, so it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach. We all preach the same message you have already believed. All right. So the key was, that's, that is what Paul was talking about. Paul, uh, God had given Paul the grace of God in his life. And you have to know when you're in ministry has God given you the grace, especially if you are going to be a pastor of a church? Let me, let me say this. If you're going to pastor a church, you have to know God has given you the grace. You got to understand something. You can't go by where God gave them the grace and gave them. No, 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 no. If God gave you a church to pastor, you, pastor, must have the grace to pastor that church. You got to have the grace for the whole church. The whole church, the whole church will become partaker of the grace God give you. Let me say it again. The church received part of the grace God gave you. So you got to make sure that you have the grace to do what you're doing. If not, you're not going to be able to help the people in your church. You don't have the grace to help them. When their situation comes up, when their problem comes up, you don't have the grace to go to the Father and get what they need. See, a pastor has the ability to go to the Father and get what he needs for the people. That's why I tell the people at Door Faith Christian Church, listen, your pastor, your first lady, your ministers, we are praying for you. See, our responsibility is to pray for the people. I got people going through different situations in their bodies, and it's my responsibility is to pray for you. Now, let's, let's watch what Paul did. Why could Paul go to the Father 
and get things for the people because God called him to do what he's doing. If God called me to do what I'm doing, then he will give me the grace for the people I have. So when he give me people, and if I got a situation come up in the church, I got people in the church going through different situations, that's why I told, there's a young lady, there's a young lady, my heart was so heavy for, she called me probably two weeks ago, and told me she was, uh, uh, well, she said, I'm, I'm moving on, now I'm moving on. Now we've been in prayer for this lady, I don't know how long, and finally we're able to see her get up out of her bed, go where she need to go, walk where she need to walk, and now what she says is, I just want to let you know I'm moving on to another church. That my heart almost fell out of my chest. Because the first thing I thought about is, what happens if you go to a church that don't have the grace to help you and now all of a sudden you left the grace of God. And you're somewhere where you don't belong, where people can't even help you. They don't have the ability, the anointing, the favor on their life to go to God and get what you need. See, one of the greatest things I have noticed as a pastor is you must understand when you have the anointing on your life, it is for the people you pastor. Now, it doesn't matter, it doesn't mean you can't share with other people because they're in the body of Christ. But the anointing on my life is for the people I pastor, or can I say it this way now, the body of Christ. The body of Christ. God gives the pastor the anointing for the body of Christ. But especially for the people he has, has under his hands and power as a pastor who work with him and serve with him and grow up with him, he has an anointing in his life to help those people. So when you, when, when you, say, to, when you say to a pastor, well, you know, uh, you know, I know I've been here a long time and I went through something, but God brought me out of it. But now I think I'm going to move on. Now you got to ask yourself, where are you going? Are they able to help you spiritually, cover you, hold you spiritually from the situation you have in your life? Now that's my greatest fear with people that I pastor. Because soon that happened, and now the enemy attacked their life, or something come against their life, now they left the pastor that was in prayer for them. All right, so let's go back and watch Paul's life. Romans chapter number one. In Romans chapter number one, the first thing Paul's going to say is the first of all, this is what Paul does. Romans chapter number one. First of all, Romans one and eight. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ. Remember he said through Jesus Christ because he's dealing with Gentiles. Through Jesus Christ that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So his joy that came to his heart is not only showing he had ministered to the people, but now they got up on their feet, and now their they, they faith was being ministered to others. See, that's what God does. The first thing you do when you go through a situation, a trial, a test, and God raised you up, now you got a testimony for somebody else. Instead of doing that, what people do is just go to another church. Well, what happened to your testimony that God just raised you up and healed you and delivered you and set you free from that bondage? You couldn't even walk. You couldn't even get out of bed. You haven't even shared your testimony of what God has already done. That's what it's all about in ministry. Give God the glory. Give God the praise. It's not about us. It's about him. All right, now, let's move on. Let's show you the Apostle Paul. Colossians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. I'm moving on because some of these things I've gone, and I got to get to some new things. Colossians chapter number 3, and let's look at verse 14. Remember, I already talked to Colossians, but I want to go to uh, Colossians chapter 3, and we want to start reading with verse 14. I'm just going to show you 
uh, verse 13, he says, forbearing one another. All these things showing you how Paul got to where he was in ministry. Forbearing one another, forgiving one another, even as Christ has forgiven you. Then verse 14, above all these things, put on charity. See, all this is preparation for the ministry. Put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. See, all this has to happen. Don't you understand? The greater the anointing in your life, the greater the enemy in your life. Let me say it again. The greater the anointing in your life, the greater the enemy in your life, which is your flesh. But not just your flesh, evil spirits will try to come against you. You got to understand, that's why you got to have a true anointing in your life. They respect that anointing, brother. Hallelujah. They respect that anointing, brother. There are many times you are praying for other folk who are going through the spirit of an adversary, and they have gotten themselves into different spirits. We got a young boy in this church that I'm in prayer for right now. The mother may be listening to me right now. Listen, we got you prayed, girl. We got you prayed up. We got your family prayed up. We got your son prayed up. The devil will not take your son. See, that's what you got to do when you are standing in a position as a pastor, as a minister. And people to be in ministry can't even stand on two feet themselves. And then the enemy attacked them. That's what happened with the story of Abraham and Lot. And that's what people got to understand. Let me move on. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. And then verse 16, Colossians 3, 16. Let the word of God, let the word of Christ, I'm sorry, the gospel of Christ, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father by him. Giving thanks, right back to giving thanks. That's our supper today, giving thanks to the Father. But let's move on. Go to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6 and 7. Now, I want to read this out of King James, and I want to read it out of the NLT because I want to show you something because we're getting ready to abound in Thanksgiving. Go sit there, tell somebody that out there. Good morning, good morning, Lord Faith. Good morning, body of Christ. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to abound in Thanksgiving. It's not enough just to be in thanksgiving, but you got to know how to abound. Got to know how to abound. You, you got to know how to get into the overflow. Tell somebody that. We're getting into the overflow. See, when you, when you rejoice in thanksgiving, you, you're thanking God in the overflow. Thanksgiving comes out of an overflow of joy. Let me say it again. Thanksgiving comes out of an overflow of joy. Joy is the kingdom. Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God, not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy is the Holy Spirit within you, the fruit of the Spirit within you, which is joy, that overflows. And that's how you get thanksgiving. Let me show you that in the old covenant. I'm going to come back. Isaiah chapter 12. This stuff is so good. But you just got to know this thing. That, that's why Paul said the weapons of our warfare are not kernel. These things that God has given me and put it in you all work together. That's what I'm talking about. They all work together. Joy works together. Peace works together. Righteousness Work together. Look at Isaiah chapter 12. Look at Isaiah chapter number 12. Now this is a powerful verse. In Isaiah chapter 12 in the Old Covenant, it called it a hymn of thanksgiving. A hymn of thanksgiving. Watch what it says. In that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, this is, remember, the anger stopped at the cross. Thou was angry with me, and your anger now is turned away, and thou had comforted me. 
Now that's why when you read 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, you get into comforting. You're confident with the Holy Spirit, whereby which you was confident. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Well, he was angry. See, anger took place on the cross. Jesus took God's anger on the cross. Then in verse number 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and be not afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength, my song, and he has become my salvation. Therefore, hallelujah. Can you see it jumped out at you? Therefore. Somebody said therefore. Now, therefore is really to say, what are you there for? Therefore means, after I have said what I've said, I have come to the conclusion, therefore. I'm getting ready to say something because I have said something. Watch what it says. God is my salvation, verse 2. I will trust, be not afraid. See, we found out all of this. See, he was angry. He's already comforted me. He's my salvation. I will trust, be not afraid. The Lord is Jehovah. He's my strength. He's my son. He's become my salvation. See, all that has happened here on the cross. He's taken away all of my sin, my grief, my sorrow. Therefore, see, once you are saved, once you're in Christ, then you got to the therefore. What is there for, there for? Here we go. Therefore, with joy, there it is. With joy you shall draw water. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water at the well of salvation. How in the world am I going to get the waters out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water? Well, how are they going to come out the well of salvation? Out of your belly. The Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 37, 38, 39. In that day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth in me, as the scripture has says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit, that they that believe on him should receive. Now Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 3 says, Therefore with joy. So I know the kingdom of God had to come because the kingdom of God in Romans 14, 17 is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. But you cannot, you cannot give thanks. You are not into thanksgiving. Oh, you can walk around and say, thank you, Jesus, thank you. That's where you hear people that are so religious. Thank you, Lord, thank you. You're not in thanksgiving. Once you, once you get into thanksgiving, it comes from joy. Hallelujah. You're, you're so overwhelmed with the joy of the Lord. Out of the spirit of joy comes thanksgiving. That's why when you go back and read it, I will bless the Lord at all time and his praise. See, what, look what happened. I will bless the Lord at all time, then and his praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Thanksgiving comes out of the joy of the Lord in your heart. God fills your heart with a joy that's overflowing. Thanksgiving is what overflowed. That's what comes out of your spirit. Thanksgiving come out of your spirit. Once you get into a place well, you are full of joy from that fullness of joy comes thanksgiving. In his presence, you can't get it until you get in his presence. Take me to his presence. That's why that song is so important. Take me to his presence. In his presence, is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. You can't get the joy unless you get into his presence. And then out of his presence come the joy, and from the joy come the thanksgiving. Be thankful and bless his name. You can't help it. Once you're thankful, you'll come out with your praise. Nobody got to tell you to praise the Lord. 
when joy began to flow in your spirit, thanksgiving began to come out your heart, you can't do nothing but bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter number 12 and verse 3, Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. In that day you shall say, Praise the Lord. Call on his name. Declare his doings among the people. Declare his doings, what he has done. That's why it's called grace. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord. He has done excellent things. Sing unto the Lord. Why? He has done excellent things. That's why you sing unto him. He has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. What was known? He has defeated death. He has defeated the grave. He has defeated Satan. He has rolled back principalities and powers and darkness. He has come forth in a glorified body saying he's Lord of heaven and earth. Give him praise in this place. That's the kind of God we serve. We give him praise because what he's done Sing unto the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out, shout, thou inhabitants of Zion. Zion is the body of Christ. Zion is the church. Cry out and shout, hallelujah. That's what you got to do. You got to cry out and shout. You can't sit there. You're going through a pandemic you're going through something, you holler about, I'm tired of being at home. No, you need to cry and shout. It's time to give God his praise. It's time out for singing and giving praise to the devil, glorifying the devil in what you're saying. Why can't you give God your praise, the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to his name? We need some folks who will bless the Lord at all times, his praises shall continue to be in your mouth. It's a sad day when you see a person that say they're saved, say they're born again, say they're Christians, and you watch and see what they do. They're giving glory to the devil himself. And then you got God's people seeing it and saying, oh, ain't that pretty? Oh, ain't that nice? How's that nice? Give God the praise. Give him the glory. No flesh. You know flesh when you see it. Flesh can't glory in God's presence. You can only get your joy full when you come into God's presence. Woo, glory to God. You can't get your joy full only when you come into God's presence. So when people glorifying in the flesh, that ain't God, that's the devil. Well, hallelujah, anyhow. All right, let's go back to Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. And you therefore receive Christ Jesus, so walk in him. You're talking about you receive Christ. Well, walk in Christ then. Rooted, built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. Let me show you what that says in the NLT, abounding therein in thanksgiving. I'm going to show you how to get to overflowing because I believe there are some people out there who want to get to overflowing. I believe there are some people who want to get to overflowing. And now, I'm reading out the NLT, Colossians 2 and 6, and now, just as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him See, people think, you know, well, pastor, uh, you know, we're not having church uh, now, so that means I can go over here and get myself in some other mess. No, 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 no. If you accepted Christ, now why don't you follow him? Not the devil. So you got to ask yourself a question. Are you following Christ or are you following the devil? You got to ask yourself a question. When you jump out here on Facebook like I'm doing, Am I here glorifying Christ? Or am I here trying to show my flesh? Or am I here trying to glorify the devil and the demonic spirits and the world is sung? What are you doing? 
by the time somebody who got the Holy Ghost stand up and, and speak for the Lord and not to be ashamed and not to be afraid that they're going to lose a friend. Maybe you don't have a friend. When a person will not receive the truth from you, then how can they receive your money? Oh, I'm talking, I'm preaching real good. If you can come to me and get money when you need it, why can't you get truth when you need it? And that's what people do. They'll just keep spitting the money out, but when you tell somebody the truth, they don't want to hear, well, you don't have no more money coming right now. Cut the money off, I guarantee you, you'll be able to talk. We got to learn how to get people to hear the truth and not be used. Don't let nobody use you. You don't like me, then the Lord loved me. So what's going on here? You don't like me, but the Lord loved me. But I'm not going to let you use me to get anything you want when you want it when you don't want to hear the truth. When you're ready to hear the truth, call me. Colossians chapter 6, chapter 2. See, we don't want to tell people the truth. Because we think we're going to lose them. You've already lost them. You have to learn how to tell people the truth so they'll turn from wickedness. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must now continue to follow him. I like that. You must now continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built upon him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth. You will talk. And you will overflow with thanksgiving. My God, can somebody say something up in here? And you will overflow with thanksgiving. I'm trying to show you how to abound in thanksgiving. Um, God want to take you to another level in thanksgiving. You will overflow with thanksgiving. You will grow strong in the truth that you've been taught. Isn't that something? But you got to let your, your roots grow down into Christ. You got to let your life be built upon him. See, people don't want to do that. And now, just as you have accepted Christ, now you got to follow Christ. Continue to follow him. Your roots got to grow down into Christ. Let your life be built upon him. Let your faith be strong in the truth that you've been taught. And when that happened, you would overflow with thanksgiving. Oh my God Almighty, did you hear what he says? You would overflow with thanksgiving. Overflow. That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to overflow with thanksgiving. Isn't that awesome? Let your roots go down. I like that. Let your roots go down in him. Your faith will grow stronger in the truth that you was taught. And you will overflow with thanksgiving. My God, my God, my God. Once you get there, you can be able to handle this thing. This thing is so awesome. Hallelujah. Let's go look at Colossians. Go back to Colossians chapter 1. Verse Colossians chapter 1. Let, let me do 1 Corinthians first. I, got, I haven't done that. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians 1. Oh my God, my God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Oh, hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 3. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch what Paul says. I thank my God always on your behalf. For the grace of God, which is given you by Jesus Christ. Paul says, I thank my God always on your behalf. For the grace, I'm thanking him for the grace of God, which was given unto you by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gave you his grace. He gave you his death. He gave you his burial. He gave you his resurrection. He gave you his new covenant. He gave you his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding. He gave you his kingdom, his righteousness, his peace, his joy in the Holy Ghost. He gave you his wisdom, his knowledge. He gave you everything. 
He gave you everything. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Ephesians 1 and 3, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He gave us everything. And all he wants from us is thanksgiving. But he don't want it all dried out. He wants you to come in the presence of the Lord. Get yourself in the presence of the Lord. And then get your joy full. And out of your joy will overflow with thanksgiving unto the Lord. Can somebody clap their hands and give God some praise? Hallelujah. That's what he wants from you. Not every now and then, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, my God. You take that with you. Just take that with you. Because when you get full of joy, thanksgiving don't sound like that. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. Verse 4 says, I thank my God on your behalf for the grace of God which is given to you. That in everything, this stuff is so good. That in everything you are enriched by him. In all utterance to be made rich by him. He has made you rich in all utterance, in all knowledge. Even the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. God, let me read this. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 out of the NLT. I'm reading out the NLT today. Oh my God. Oh my God. This word is so good. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. And we want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I'm sorry, verse 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3. Out of the NLT, it says, May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Matter of fact, he's already given to you. I always, Paul says, I always thank my God for you. For the gracious gifts he has given you. And now that you belong to Christ, through him, God has enriched your church. He has enriched you, the church. He has enriched you in every way. He has enriched you with all your eloquent words. He has enriched you with all his knowledge. This confirmed that what I told you about Christ is true. Now you have every, what, my God Almighty. Somebody ought to help me. Glory to God. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7. Now you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly await for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to get into that because I'm going to show you that's the word hope. Either you got it now or you're waiting to get it. But that ain't but one hope. Either Christ is in you, the hope of glory, or you are hoping he'll come. I'm going to find out some about when I get to talking about hope. Maybe next week. But we'll get there. But watch what this, this says. First Corinthians, man, this is chapter number one. This is just, I mean, it's like you, Paul is giving thanks to God. He said, I thank my God, in verse number four, for you, for the gracious gifts he has given you, now that you belong to Christ Jesus. Now he said, through him, God has enriched you in every way. With all your eloquent words and all your knowledge, this confirms that what I told you about Christ is true. Now you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly await for his return, he will keep you strong to the end so that you will be free from all blame on the day when the Lord Jesus returns, which we know he already returned. God will do this. See, I know some of y'all, oh, there he go again. I'm going to show you in the word. Christ has already come. He, either you have hope now or you waiting to get hope. And I pray to God you're not hoping he comes. Christ is the only hope. Either you have Christ in you, the hope of glory, or you hoping he'll come. Just hold on to that because we're going there. Maybe next week. But I got, I got too much to get to now to let you bother me, okay? Okay, let's go to Ephesians 1.15. 
Man, I got about 10 minutes. I got a whole lot of words for you. Ephesians chapter 1. Watch what the word says. So right now, look like I'll be on hope next week. Ephesians 1.15. Watch this word. Paul said, ever since, I'm reading out the NLT. He said, ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you, my God Almighty. Somebody ought to say that out there. Somebody ought to begin to thank God for somebody. Listen, you can thank God for, for somebody's salvation. And you may say, well, Pastor, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe that's why you haven't seen it. You ought to be able to have somebody in your mind while you're praying to God and say, Lord, I thank you for saving them right now. Lord, I thank you for delivering them right now. See, you got to, your prayer got to be with thanksgiving. If you don't offer your prayer up with thanksgiving, you didn't offer it up. In everything, you got to give thanks. This is the will of God concerning you. You got to have prayers, but you got to have thanksgiving with your prayers. See, what we end up doing, we're trying to ask God. We got this accent, accent. Just act. No, accent was in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Ask, you shall receive. Seeking, you shall find. Knocking, door. that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Come on now, you're in the new covenant. In the new covenant, everything's been done, everything is finished. If God had Ephesians 1 and 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly place in Christ. So why do you have to act if you already have it in Christ? You don't ask to get it now. I'm showing you how to get it. You got to have your, you got to first come in the presence of God. That's first. I want you, somebody out there on Facebook, you need to write them down for me. First, you need to know how to come into the presence of the Lord. That's Psalm 16. Let's go look at Psalm 16 first. First, you got to know how to come into the presence of the Lord. Well, if you saved, if you're in Christ, guess what? You're in the presence of the Lord. See, over here, they had to get in the presence of the Lord because they had a high priest and they had all the sacrifice, the Old Testament stuff that they had to go through the blood off of the lamb and all that to get into the presence of the Lord. But let's just take this uh, over in, in Psalm 16 and watch what it's telling you about his joy. In verse 11, as we close, close that out, Psalm 16 and verse 11, thou wilt show me the path of life. Well, you already have now. See, all that's happened here. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So you already have the life now. But they said, you will show me. In the presence, in thy presence, in thy presence. Now you're in Christ, you're in God's presence. So you got to understand, the joy of the Lord got to now be in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. In Christ is the fullness of joy. The kingdom of God in Romans 14, 17 is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So you got the joy of the Lord in your heart. That's why you got to get away from singing dead songs given to you by the devil. You're grieving the spirit. That's why the Bible says, grieve not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost lives in your house. You say you're a Christian and you're singing demonic songs. You're grieving the Holy Ghost. Or you're not even saved. You decide. Because if you're saved, you'll turn away from that filthiness. Psalm 16 11. Thou will show me the way of life. That's in Christ. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Well, if you're in Christ, then you're in God's presence. In his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. 
at his right hand. See, how do you know you get in God's presence? When you got into God's righteousness. Once God made you righteous, you automatically was in God's presence. You couldn't come into God's presence until you was made right with God. Psalm 17, 15 says, for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I will behold thy face in righteousness. You can't come in God's presence without righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I wake with thy likeness. So when you got born of the Spirit, God allowed you to come in his presence. Nobody can take you. I know we said take you to his presence, but he's talking about that's when you're saved. When you're saved, God allows you to come into his presence. So when, when the song, my daughter got a song, take me to his presence, that's what she's talking about. You got to be saved, man. You, when God saves you, that's what he does. He takes you into his presence. And in his presence is where your joy is fulfilled. Let, let me show you a verse, Romans 15, 13. Just came with my spirit. Romans 15 and 13. Now the God of peace. Now the God of hope. Now this is where you're going to come. I'm going to get you for next week. Now the God of hope, watch this. Fear you with all joy. My God Almighty. You got to come in his presence to get your joy full. And when your joy gets full, your praise is going to change. Let me say it again. When your joy gets full, your praise is going to change. You're going to begin to thank God for real because you're full of joy. Romans 15 and 13. Now the God of hope fill you with joy and peace. How are you going to do it? And believing. He's going to fill you with joy and peace in believing. So what happens when people don't believe? So God keep giving you the word, what you're supposed to keep doing. God keep giving you his word, what you're supposed to keep doing. God keep giving you his word, what you're supposed to keep doing. Believe it, believing, believing, believing. What is he trying to get you to? To be full of joy. See, God don't want no counterfeit praise. He want praise that came out of joy. Joy that came out of you getting the word. You keep getting the word. You're going to begin to be filled with the word and then your joy is going to overflow and you're going to begin to give God thanksgiving. What a mighty God we serve. Now the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. What an awesome God. I'm going to read that same thing. I'm going to read that same. Romans 15, 13. I this is going to be probably the last scripture we're going to be in. Man, I'm tell, I hope you enjoy this word today because I sure enjoy bringing it to you. Romans 15, 13 out of the NLT. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace. Watch this. Because you trust in him. King James, you the word believe. Same word. God fills you with joy and peace because you trust in him. The more you trust in him, the more you believe in him, the more he fills you with joy. See, that's why I just read to you in Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 6. Let your roots go down. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6 and 7. Let your roots go down into, into him. Then let your faith grow stronger in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thanksgiving. Same thing he's telling you here. Romans 15 and 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. Watch, watch, verse, watch the next part of the verse. Then you will overflow. My God Almighty. Same verse. Then you will overflow with comfort and hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. You will overflow 
God wants a praise and a thanksgiving that's coming out of overflowing joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So what happens? If you praise and worship, it did not come out of joy. It did not overflow out of joy. You cannot get thanksgiving, God thanksgiving, unless it came from you in the presence of the Lord. You're saved. You're in the presence of the Lord. Now, out of your joy, or overflowing joy, will come your thanksgiving. What a mighty God we serve. Hey, my time is already gone. I thank you for yours. That hour, that's a quick hour today. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, because I want to show you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, what needs to happen? You need to, you need to hear me. If you are in Christ, depart from iniquity. Depart from iniquity if you're in Christ. Depart from evil. If somebody look at what you're doing, does it lead them to Christ? Or does it lead them to the devil? You need to ask yourself a question. First Corinthians 15, the cross. First Corinthians 15. We're going to take that camera over here closing out. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I have preached to you, unless you have believed in vain. I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. He was buried and got God raised him from the dead on the third day. This is what you're saved. This is how you're saved. When you're saved, your responsibility is to follow him, walk after him. He is your Christ. If he lives inside of you, follow him. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.